I don't know. Maybe Gerard came into all of their houses the night after that game and slapped them all in the sleep because he's like that. But he doesn't care if people like him. He just yeah. motivates them. You know, no, sure. he, he doesn't strike me as the friend making type of manager, does Gerard? Okay, hello everyone, and welcome to episode 72 of FBL Bros. <coughs> Excuse me, and <coughs> God, can't talk. <laughs> uh, Jamie, you better say something. I don't know what's happened. <laughs> um, well, welcome to episode 70, whatever Kojo said, uh, to FBL Bros. Um, we're going to hear, we're here to talk about game week one. It was an interesting game week. I'll go first while Kojo oh. has to find his throat again. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. I've got a, I will go through my game week score. I've got, I've got 58, which is one above average. It was extremely poor. I was very, very, very hopeful before the game week. And um, like everyone else, I think quite a lot of people are quite disappointed this game week. And it was last minute tinkering for me. I was very disappointed. But um, let me get down to business. My highest scorer was Salah, who had in, got two clean sheets from Trippier and Cantelo. Uh, Saka got me six with his dodgy assist. <laughs> and it was twos and ones all round after that. I had Sanchez in goal, which gave me a four. Not bad, but... I was really hoping for more this week. Um, at, at one point during one of my drafts, I had Zinchenko and I had Kulisevsky, and that would have changed my whole score. But mm. of course, things things rotate, and I and I swap around, I get tinkering, and yeah, I've maybe learned my lesson. So again, how how you you were above the average then? One one point above. Oh, average one was fifty-seven, and I was right. fifty-eight. It's okay. not good enough. I've got to do better next game week. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I think a lot of people are going to either get six-figure or uh, seven-figure ranks at this, this time of the season. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there were a lot of people who were expecting a, a hell of a lot more from Kane. What can I say? Anyway, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, so I'll move on to my score, which was 73. And I'm I'm pretty happy with that. And obviously, uh, part of the reason I got 73 is because I had Haaland. Um, I didn't captain him. I captained Salah. But 13 points from Haaland, you can't complain. I had three clean sheets from Ben White, Cancelo, and Reese James. And I was very happy about the seven points from Cancelo and James each because they both got yellow cards and they still got bonus points. So that just goes to show, like, even even when these guys conspire to knock points off their score, they're still that good. Nothing else much to write home about. I also had Saka. And so I was also happy with the six points. Although at first I thought he'd scored. So... Um, it was a bit of a letdown to find out it took a massive deflection. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know a lot of people are on Martinelli. The big reason being is that he's substantially cheaper than Saka. But the thing is, there's a reason for that. And the reason is Saka's a Don. I don't know why you wouldn't have him in your team if you couldn't afford him. You know, when ESR is back fit, you know, we'll we'll see how much we'll see of Martinelli. I'm I'm also pretty certain that Eddie and Ketia got a run out on the sort of the left side of attack as well preseason. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, I'm going to leave it there. Obviously, 73 um, is good, and it's on to game week two. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. 
So, any thoughts on game week two in general or what you're going to do with your team? Yeah, um, I'm probably going to use my free transfer and I'm probably going to, because I suppose there's a thing, you know, that I test, I watched both the games, the Man City and the Spurs game, Mm. I'll throw it there, Spurs, but um, (laughs) I've watched both games and um, I've seen how the teams were performing and yeah, sometimes you try to go against the grain, sometimes you try to be like a bit clever by half, but um, it bites you in the bum, so I've swapped Kane up for Haaland, I did it before the price rise. Okay. (laughs) I did that pretty early on. I pretty, I was, I was pretty dead certain that, yeah, because it was all the way up until the last minute that I was swearing, is Haaland gonna bang? Is Haaland gonna bang? Is it gonna go well? And well, it did. So I, I was pretty much, I was pretty much secure in my choice that, yeah, this guy, he's gonna be, a, he's gonna be a, be a bit of a mainstay in my team this season, Fair at enough. least up until I think, uh, I think until Champions League football starts. Exactly. He might, be rotated, he might be rotated out for some of the big Champions League game midweek, and then have Alvarez in on, on the weekend for like the light of Premier League fixtures. Yeah. No, so that's, no. that's, that's where I'm, that's where my mind lies. And then maybe when that happens, I might, um, I don't know what I might do, but I've also got one eye on Nunes because I see, I don't like him. I don't think he's a great player. <laughs> like genuinely, I don't, I don't think he's a good footballer, but I think he can score goals. If you know what I mean? Yeah. He's a bit he, of a Vardy. It could like, be dangerous. It could be dangerous not to own him. Yeah, and I think coming up, I think Liverpool just, I think, I think looking at these two teams and you look at the number of goals they scored over the past few seasons, mm-hmm. like they've been breaking records season after season after season. Mm-hmm. And now, like, I, like I've said before, they've gone with like the pointy end attack. They've got two centre forwards who are going to, who've got goals written all over them. So I think it's stupid to overlook them. It's going to be interesting because it seems like Nunes really does so like to get in there a lot mm-hmm. more than Firmino does, and mm-hmm. uh, and and it, I think it changes the whole dynamic really, um, because you know before when people thought about goals at Liverpool, it was Salah and Mane, but now you've got like a third choice to think about, third mm-hmm. uh, you know third factor in there. I have to admit my head has been turned about Nunes as well because a lot of people were talking about his performance, and I mean he's. That's the thing. Even though he might not necessarily be a world-class striker, he is in a world-class team, and uh, he is very quick as well, which is a massive plus. He played for Liverpool. The way mm-hmm. they play with the the quick turnover, trying to press the opposition in their own half, and then attack with with breakneck speed. You know, uh, he's he's got the speed so that that he's in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah. He just makes, he just makes sure he's a bit of a nuisance, which is what you need to be honest. I think so. Again, I can't help wondering how much pitch time he's going to share with Firmino. But I don't know. Does Klopp strike? He was the ruthless kind. Is he ready to throw Firmino on the scrap heap if Nunes keeps doing it and Firmino doesn't? I think I think so. I don't think I don't think Klopp's a loyal a loyal manager. I think mm. he's got the cutthroat about him. Yeah. I mean, look look how he treats someone like a. Yeah, who's, who's arguably won him? How many? Yeah, know, like when the business needs to be done. All right, on you get for a really score a goal. All right, see you later. Maybe yeah. see you in three months' time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that uh, I think that kind of answers the question there. Yeah, yeah so if very you need to score a goal, you need to score a goal. That's it. That's what I'm waiting for now. He probably said it like that as well. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. So yeah, that, that's uh, that's very interesting. Uh, I think Spurs throws up some interesting questions. 
obviously a lot of people I think I think the players that people will be keeping their eye on is Kane, obviously. Uh, you can never discount Son either. But then there's questions about Kulisevsky and there's questions about Perisic. What do you what do you make of the Spurs setup? Obviously their next game is Chelsea, so they might not get much from that. But but Spurs in general. Um, I know well, it might be difficult to have to think about. No, it's okay. I can, I can, <laughs> I can separate. I can separate my bias somewhat. <laughs> but um, Spurs, your standout, or at least the main players that I look at when I look at Spurs, uh, it's Kulisevsky. Mm. I think he's a he's he's a solid, solid, solid eight mil pick. Mm. Probably one of the better ones to be honest. I think he's up there with Luis Diaz. Yeah, I think they're they're far more regular um producers than Saka, who can be a bit in and out. Yeah, he can he can go a couple of games with game week with blanks, which doesn't help you at all. No, and then he can then he can maybe fire in a brace, and then he's back on form. But Kulisevsky, even for the half a season he was there, he was very steady, getting an assist, getting a goal, maybe he getting was. a brace or something. He you was. know what I mean? Definitely. Um, and then I'm looking at after Kulisevsky, obviously, uh, and this is only because of price point that he that this person's second, but Son again, like I think he's top tier talent. Mm-hmm. He's their main. Um, goal provider uh, but, um, interesting point of interest apparently in the game against Southampton he was the most further forward of all the Spurs players yeah that doesn't surprise me I think that's their <laughs> new rotation to be honest yeah it is because I think Kane is dropping back in as he gets a bit older he's more of a creator yeah but um beyond that I don't I don't know beyond that I know this sounds a bit bizarre but I wouldn't look at Perisic I'll probably look at someone like Perisic is what 5.5 yes and probably do a price ride because of the way people have bought him. If he gets a good haul, then they're, 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 they're probably going to pump him up a little You bit say now. that, but uh, he was one of the most sold players uh, because oh. he only, because there was so much hype around him before game week one. And then obviously mm. game week one, he didn't start. And he came on, he got, got a one-pointer. And, mm. you know, even though the more engaged managers or or the more, I suppose, the geeky managers, ones who are reading up stuff and press conferences and fan forums will say, oh, no, he still might get good. Uh, but everybody else is like, no, we're done. One point, we're not wasting our time anymore. So yeah. uh, the guy might... Well, I don't him. blame them. Yeah. I don't blame him. I never, I never had him. I, like, he made he made my first draft. I made about four or five drafts. He made my first draft for game week one. But after that, I quickly traded him out because I just thought... I don't know. I don't know no, about you. Exactly. I think, I think you like, like, yeah, fair enough. For elite this, talent. See, this is the thing. Whatever else, but this is the Premier League, mate. <laughs> You're see, a 33 year old wingback. Well, I don't know what's happening. Well, exactly. You know, you know, um, uh, with game week one teams, you've got to play it safe because I, I've had plenty of game week one teams where almost half the players didn't turn up. And I thought, mm. never again. Game week one, play it safe. The big players, the big stars, the big money signings, the stalwarts. That's what you want in your game week one team because you don't want to have people not turning up or only turning up for a yeah. bit because you, yeah. you need to get a good start. And that was the thing about Paris. There was so much doubt over whether he would start or not. I just thought, look, some people may have thought it was worth a gamble, but I even if he had played 90 minutes in that game, like you said, he's passed it, really. And... Yeah. Okay, even though people say his goal scoring stats are impressive, but he's he's got to do it here, hasn't he? Yeah, that's you know? a big difference. And that there's plenty of examples of people who didn't do it yeah. here, you know, because I've I've had that problem three times. <laughs> First there was Pepe, <laughs> then, then there was Werner, and then there was Jaden Sancho. Oh, <laughs> if anybody knows, 
about people failing to produce after the big reputations from abroad. I know all about that. Well, so what I was going to say, I said all that to say that um, I would probably pick, I'll probably save 0.5 million, which might sound like a measly amount to some people. That 0.5 could really change your change your whole week if you if you need to do an emergency transfer out. I'll probably save 0.5 and I'll go for someone like Dyer, who mm. just purely because, I mean, he scored a goal, which mm-hmm. is very unusual for him, but purely because of uh, just um, clean sheet points. Yeah, just because they're 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 going to be they're going to be solid at back. Conte yeah. is known to have very solid at back teams. Mm-hmm. So if I mean I think you could probably spend five million a bit better than that when you look across the league at all the defenders. But if you had to pick someone from Spurs, then that's probably where I'd go with my third choice. Yeah, I I don't really like Perisic, and if people really do think he's worth the risk, I've got to say next two game weeks last chance saloon for the guy. I mean, I, I was looking at the Spurs squad the other day. Uh, so on the left, they've got Perisic and Sessegnon. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Regulion did play there last season as well, but the, the, the word on the street is that he's on his way out of Spurs. Uh, mm-hmm. So you've got two people there. And and then on the other side, you've got Doherty, you've got um, uh, Emerson Royale, uh, and you've got Jed Spence even. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, and the thing is, he's going to change them around. Conte wants to take the Premier League and the Champions League seriously. That's why he went to the Spurs board and says, look, I need two top players in every position. And they're pretty much giving that to him at the Mm -hmm. moment, aren't they? So there's going to be a lot of swapping around there. And yeah, for that reason, I'm not keen on Perisic at all. Yeah, okay. I mean, one thing I wanted to say generally about the way the games have been shaping up, I mean, obviously, if we look at uh, last week's results, there were a few shock shockers, I think we, we could safely say. Uh, nobody thought that uh, Liverpool would come away with anything less than three points playing a promoter team, but they that's what exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. For what it's worth, a lot of people thought that Aston Villa were going to do quite well against Bournemouth. I saw Dina in a lot of teams, a lot of teams, and he came away with one point. And uh, and then a lot of people had Neto in their team as well. He was a money saver, but he did absolutely nothing against Leeds, a team which struggled last season. But, you know, they didn't look too bad. Mm. And uh, what I wanted to say about Liverpool is that, so, OK, so they drew 2-2. Liverpool is still a good side, arguably one of the best in the, in the league. But this is the thing about Liverpool, and I surprised that people have forgotten about this towards the end of last season they barely kept a clean sheet did they do you remember they were the last three four games of the season they usually conceded the first goal before winning the game didn't they mm-hmm. and that's, yeah, what, that's right it's what made the title race exciting because every time you thought Liverpool were going to drop points they got themselves they dragged themselves back into these games and they were winning them mm. And I kind can't help feeling that clean sheets don't seem to be all that important to Liverpool. And I can see why they lose them, because their style of play means they have to play, they, they play a very high defensive line. And every now and again, people are going to get in behind, they're going to break the offside trap, and you've got one or two opposition players running at Allison. And, you know, I know Van Dijk is quick, and I know Fabinho's quick, and all the rest of it, but sometimes anyway the point i'm trying to make is that i've seen people with two liverpool defenders robertson and trent 
And again, I know they're very good. I know they're good at attacking and assists. And Trent has goal scoring potential and all the rest of it. But if their bread and butter is defence and defending, and if they're not getting the clean sheets, you know, that's 7 million, 7.5 million you've got there coming away with one or two pointers, you know. Mm. And if you want to have Liverpool defenders in your team, fine. But I, the clean sheets, they've not kept them for a while now. Yeah, this is a trend that has continued from the end of the last season. So I think people need to be careful about having both of them in there, you know. And if you are going to have both of them in there, make sure the rest of your defence is solid. That's, that's what I'm saying, man. I'm not, I'm not having both for the time being. I don't know how many clean sheets are going to keep this season. But when I think mm. about how last season ended, it, I mean, they win games. They win games. But you can win games and still can see goals. And that's what's happening with Liverpool, you know. No, you're, I think you're. I think you're 100% right. I think that's a good. I think that's a really good point to make. That's something that I think a lot of people haven't considered mm-hmm. because I think I think there lots of people are almost they still have it in their mind of that almost invincible season from Liverpool where they weren't conceding. They would just score. They would just run through teams three four nil, mm. and it was very difficult to even get past the defense for them because they were just hogging the ball and made it impossible for you to. Do you know what I mean? But that, that wasn't them last season. They played a whole different game last season. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Yeah, but it's where do you go for your clean sheets, though? I see because I noticed that you had James, and are you confident of Chelsea keeping more clean sheets this season? Uh, <laughs> no. That's an interesting one. No, I mean, again, I think people are hanging on to, to, to the, the Chelsea that, that we saw perhaps at the beginning of last season. And, you know, to a lesser extent, the season before when Tuchel first took over, you know, yes, they were solid defensively for a while, but now things are different. Now the team is not looking quite as solid as it has done for a while. They struggle a little bit, you know, in defence midfield attack, they, they do struggle. And they don't have Rudiger anymore, mm-hmm. and you know uh, he's obviously a big part of why they were they were relatively reliable defence in, in in seasons gone by. And I mean, Koulibaly is a big name. Some <laughs> of John Terry, he could have been more different from John Terry. They just wear the same number. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, can you imagine, yes. John, can you imagine how John Terry feels about him wearing? I don't want to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, James is in my team for his attacking potential, and that's pretty much it. And uh, I, I really don't have high hopes for clean sheets. Uh, on another topic, Chelsea. Uh, I know a lot of people had Mason Mount in their game work one team, and he put in a really poor performance. And I know I've had Mason Mount several times in my team before as well. But here's the thing about Mason Mount: he's a flat track bully. Yeah, if Chelsea are playing a team that's been promoted, then he'll go nuts for you. Other than that, don't expect an awful lot from him. So that that's my word on Mason Mount. No, I don't I agree. expect anything from him this week against Spurs. Definitely uh, not. I mean, this this may be a bit of bias, but I really I really struggle when I look at the Chelsea team and I try to think of who I might want in my fantasy team because mm. they're so bit part. There's no like like if you look at I would say almost every other team in the league, you can pick maybe two players that are most likely to score points. You just mm. haven't got a clue with Chelsea. You really no. don't. Like, no. Like, sometimes Havertz looks like. Yeah. Sometimes Havertz looks like he's good. Then he doesn't. And then who have they got? I don't know what's happening with their left-sided uh, wing back at the moment. 
uh, what, did Chilwell actually play in the last game or was it Alonso? I don't know. Okay. Uh, are they going to keep clean sheets? Their centre-backs don't really do much else. Um, you know, at least before with Rudiger, he used to get his head on the ball sometimes, didn't he? At mm-hmm. uh, 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 corners. But you're, you're right. There's not anyone who looks reliable. And, um, you know, James is, is a lot of money. And I'm just thinking about when I might want to turf him out, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. I will swap him for somebody at Spurs. You've uh, you've put that idea in my head. OK, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's all jokes with Man United. I don't know what's going on there. Leicester also didn't look as solid as they should have been. But then Leicester haven't been defending well for a while now. Leicester and I'm interesting side at the moment. They really are. <laughs> They are, they are, because I just don't know what's happening there. They haven't bought anybody. They're the only team in the no. top five leagues that haven't bought anybody. Yes. And they haven't got many people. No. Like, they, they had on two attackers last game. Yeah. Like, two two attack-minded players. Everyone else was a defensive Defensive, player. yeah. It's yeah. insane. <laughs> they couldn't keep Lookman, and uh, Harvey Barnes is injured. And I remember a couple of seasons back, they sold Damari Gray, and I still don't know why they did that. Uh, but now Brendan Rodgers is sitting there complaining he doesn't have any wingers. Well, you had one and you sold him. So uh, <laughs> so I don't know what you're complaining about, you, mate. You, you tell him. You tell him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. So, so anyway, coming up this weekend, we've got Arsenal at Leicester. How do you, how do you think that's going to go? Like, from an Arsenal perspective, anything. Anything less than a win to nil, I'm going to be very disappointed with because this side don't look good and we need to put them to the sword. No, they're not defending. They're capable of getting a goal, but I I think people will start to see the value of Jesus. They really ought to. Um, it's again. He was one of the most transfer players out after game week one, and I just just nuts. Arsenal's got some great fixtures. He's a busy player and he knows what he's doing. He's playing under a guy that he knows mm. from his time at Master. Anyway, we've heard it all before. Yeah, yeah. I, I expect something from Arsenal. Don't take this the wrong way. I think Arsenal probably will win, but I would I don't ever feel like they have a hundred percent control of games. And mm. uh, I would like to watch them and think, yeah, they're gonna win this one. It's not gonna be a problem, it's in the back. Mm. And then they're done after like fifty or sixty minutes. I always have that sneaky suspicion that opposition's gonna get back in. And if no. Jamie Vardy plays, you it, it might it might be a hairy one. Yeah. See that's the um, thing. I think you're right. I, and and what I mean, as someone who's who literally watched every single Arsenal preseason game and like was 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 clucking for any minute of football over the summer break. Um, I can tell you that things are changing, and I mm. I must admit, like I was someone who agreed with your perspective that Arsenal never seemed to put teams away. Mm. But I think Crystal Palace away was a tough fixture to start. It was. It was. But I think I think Leicester at home. I think you're going to see you're going to see a bit more of what we want to do to imprint the game. And like I just want to mention like a couple of pass- a passage of play that that happened was um, Jesus picked up the ball just at the edge of their attacking third. He went past three, he went past three uh, Crystal Palace defenders, nutmeg one of them, flip-flapped the other one, mm. and then sent the other one the wrong way. And then just as he was about to shoot, Anderson got his big head in the way. Oh, okay. If that's, just, if that's just any sign, like this guy was on fire at yeah. Crystal Palace. Yeah. And it just so happened that he didn't get the goal. No. But, I mean, when you're against when you're against Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park on the first game of the season, 
I don't knock you if you don't get a goal. I mean, it's a it's a horrible place. I've seen much bigger, much better teams than Arsenal go there and come come away empty-handed. It's you know true. I mean? It's true. And uh, Big Pat has uh, got them playing it's, with the confidence. So that is a solid side. Uh, it solid is, team. and they're going to they'll they'll do all right this season, no doubt. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so then there's the big one: City versus Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah, well, that, okay. that a big one in that people, I think, are going to get all of it. Well, a lot of people have got their captain in Holland. I'm one of them, so they're expecting big points. I, I fully expect you to say Chelsea versus Spurs. And then you said City. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. I think. I, I mean, I might hazard a guess here, but I think City might win. <laughs> yeah, they just might. I think they might just pip it. But, um, who, who did Bournemouth have in goal at the moment? What's that kid's name? Exactly. So uh, he's gonna he's gonna earn his money got, tomorrow. They've got Mark Travers. Travers, that's it. Travers. I was trying to remember his name. Travers. Yeah, he's he's gonna earn his 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 dinner tomorrow. All right then. And then uh, for kicks, Brentford and Man United. I reckon, I reckon Brentford might paste it on them. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm not joking. I think they might paste it on them. Well, that's the it. thing with Brentford and Man United. <laughs> now we're talking about. I think Brentford will have something from this game. They might not yeah. necessarily win it, but Man United could huff and puff. I mean, what they've got. Uh, I, 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 we're recording at about a quarter past eleven. And the game mm-hmm. starts past, past five. Is that enough time for them to sign a striker? I'm not. <laughs> unless, no unless he gets announced in the next 20 minutes, probably not. Well, I mean, it depends. Like, mm-hmm. It depends. If they want, if Cristiano fancies it, he might turn up. He might, he might, he, he might strip up at, at 45 at half time and say, look, boss, put me in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, shut up. I know I'm not supposed to be playing, whatever. Look, I'll call, I'll call the Blazers now. Put me on. <laughs> sure, I mean. Just, yeah, and then Ten Hag would, would be like, "You must press. Will you press? Yeah, yeah. No, no. Oh, I am yeah. serious, Cristiano. Are you going to press? Yeah, yeah sure. Just, just let me on. I, you know, I swear on my mother's life. I'll I don't, press. I don't know. I don't know much about this Ten Hag. I don't know much. I'm, I'll admit. Yeah. But what I do know is, first game week of the season, playing <laughs> Ericsson as a false nine. <laughs> Is insane to me. Um, <laughs> this is not this is not the era division. You are not going to walk through ninety percent of the teams in the league. Okay, that's just not happening. I I I I, I can't. <laughs> it's insane to me. It's... The guy had a heart attack two years ago. <laughs> 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 I I I'm not going to. And I I don't, I don't want to pop off too much with Ten Hag because he did have a good preseason. It, it was encouraging for them, but uh, again, friendlies are one thing and full-on league games are another. You're all, about to witness a monumental throwdown. all right, Chelsea versus Spurs. Uh, I hate to say it, I reckon, I reckon Spurs might have it. Well, yeah, yeah if, 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 if there is going to be a, a team that wins this game, it's more likely to be Spurs than Chelsea, is, mm. isn't it? You know, the, just Chelsea just just looks so wobbly, and and Spurs really look like they want it. They want it so bad, they can taste it, and that does things to people. It does. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> and then and last of all, we've got Liverpool hosting Crystal Palace. I think, like considering what I said at the beginning of the pod, I do think this is going to be a tough game. Mm. 
But I think what will sway it is that it's a Monday night in Anfield. And I think that's really gonna that's really gonna put it on Crystal Palace. And Anfield is still a bit of a fortress. Yeah. So I think uh, I think I think Liverpool will just but you know how they do, they just squeeze <laughs> you. They'll squeeze you and then they'll pop yeah. one two and before you know it, it's half time and you're four nil down. Well, just, I, well what do we do? Again, I'm going to base this on what I said before. So Liverpool to win but uh, Palace to score. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, what, put your neck out. What would you call it? What's the score? Oh, okay. Let me see now. Palace, Palace, Palace. Yeah, Liverpool are at that stage where they really want to put goals past people. So I'm going to say three-one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because Palace, Palace can hold licks. Like if, if if Liverpool put the pressure on them, they will just melt away. It's just see, that Arsenal didn't have it. They can hold licks, but the thing about Liverpool is that they really do punish you when you make a mistake. So all Palace have to do is make three mistakes. That's all. Like you can let Man United shoot at your goal all day long, and you'll never concede. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. Real. Do you know what I mean? But with no. Liverpool, you can't give them a sniff, man. No, but that's that's the thing. I think that's the difficulty with the Premier League. Like, I don't know how it is with the league. I don't watch enough league or enough football in the other leagues. But like, I've been watching all or nothing, so I've been reliving mm. last season. And okay, man, like watching the games, I just think like, like Liverpool had a half a chance in one game. They had a half a chance. They nicked it, and then we then we were a bit demotivated, and we nicked another one. And it was like fuck. Yeah, just like yeah, that. Yeah. Like we were we were we were perfect for like I would say eighty eight minutes of the game. Perfect. Well, see that was the thing. Yeah, that, that was, was the point I was making minutes. before. They're in goal, goal. <laughs> I mean, Arsenal had some fantastic performances last season. Yeah. They really did. But and and don't get me wrong. I, th- I think you did beat Man City, didn't you, at one stage of the season? <laughs> well, I mean. We, did that we, did we, that happen or was I no, imagining? You imagined it because of the, the the way the game ended. We had them. It was one nil. Oh um, yeah. It was one nil from the game, and then we got a dodgy second yellow. And then oh the, the, the yeah. Logic. Sorry, I, I honestly thought you won that game. But but anyway, yeah. The, the, yeah like I said, um, you know, it, it, sometimes you see some teams and they're winning games. Uh, or even drawing or losing them, and they still look like they're in control. And I, I want to mm. see a bit more of that from Arsenal. I mean, yeah, for sure. they, they, I mean, they won their game against Palace, and they won quite a few games. But you know, it'd be nice. Was it West Ham when it was? Was it no? Or was Watford? There was that game against Watford where were you even losing at one point, and then you came away like four two or something or four three. Yes, yes, there was. I, uh, yeah. I'm not remembering things as well. It's it's all going for me. It's gone. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Okay. okay, well that that's the roundup for uh, game week two. Really quickly, if you're listening on YouTube, please hit subscribe and please hit the like button and help us out. And it's really good for us, and we very very much appreciate it. And yeah, was there anything else? I think that's it. No, that's it. That's it. I look forward to seeing some green arrows. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I think game game week two. You set up your team for the first few game weeks anyway, so I'm I'm feeling confident about the next two or three game weeks. All my players are at home, by the way. That's really nice. Yeah, have you, I have you rolled your transfer this week? I'm. I think I'm going to. I. I really oh. did. I looked at my team and I thought I don't. I don't want to make any changes. I mean, That's there's sorry. a lot of talk. There's a lot of talk about Bailey being benched or whatever. But 
he, he probably also something cr- crazy like I had uh, Connor Cody in who is Wolves captain and now he's got an Everton shirt on oh yeah <laughs> I like, man I don't want an Everton player I want <laughs> Connor Cody Wolves defender <laughs> There's going to be a lot more of that. There's there's talk of uh, Reguilon going to Brighton. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, still a few twists and turns, my friend. All right, then. Well, thank you very much for making the pod this week. I appreciate it. I know it's really late and uh, everything, but your time is very much appreciated. So I'm going to sign off and say goodbye now. Goodbye for me too.